Oh, God. Oh, God, I've missed you. Oh, where I've were we? I've missed you. Where were we? Where were we? This is season one. But season two, for those of you that have been here the whole time, <laughs> we are changing the name. This is... Something else. Something else. This is the Kindness Economy podcast now. Yeah. I'm super into it. Super into it. I'm feeling this so much more. Oh, God. That this... name was really frustrating me. It was it's... hard to get out. It like, was okay. To say. It was hard for me to get my mouth around it. Yeah. And who are we? Oh, we. We, we are, are. Your hosts. Yes. I am Rebecca, bonus parent Baba on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I'm Courtney. You can find me at Seeking Solutions on Twitter and Instagram. So we are hosting this podcast. This is a new podcast for us. We are going to start with a brand new name and a brand new kind of concept. And the primary concept of this is going to be that like doing business for the sake of, you know, commodifying everything around you has gotten us to a certain point. And I believe doing business from a different perspective of focusing on self-care and your home and your community and then geopolitically working outward in that way gets you a more stable position mm. to actually have a sustainable business model in the future that acknowledges that colonialism was a bad idea. Maybe we should rethink some of this. And <laughs> like a lot of the systems that we have as a result of that need systematized correction. And if you're coming from a place of, I haven't taken care of myself, you're not gonna know yourself very well. You're gonna make bad decisions because you're concerned about what everybody else is thinking. Mm. And you're gonna be focused on short-term gains when in the long term, it actually adds up. Oh, I like wanted to jump in with so many different things. The whole like being disconnected from your body. Oh, When yeah. your body is what tells you like what is true and what is right and what is like not so hot um the concept and this comes from my work is that uh more is not necessarily always more um i work as a professional organizer and a lot of times people accumulate things it's more it's all about who dies with the most toys um i'm a professional organizer that works with the families of the recently deceased so i'm what happens when people die with the most toys and I can tell some stories but it all comes down to more is not necessarily better and mm -hmm. more is not necessarily anything other than just more mm -hmm. we have to be yeah. thoughtful about the outcomes and if you're coming from a place of anxiety mm. or self-loathing mm -hmm. it is like how what the no so yeah for me um my very most important self-care stuff right now, I'm getting so deep into meditation. Oh, yes. I got to find you. Like, I, in the fall, started jumping into meditation on Insight. Mm -hmm. Insight Timer? Insight Timer. Insight Timer. We should probably put a link to that. There will be an other. Uh, we do have show notes. <laughs> we, we know that much. We do. <laughs> um, but Insight Timer. It's pretty I've, good. I started it on uh, the middle of... December and I am now on like day 42 mm -hmm. of it's it's impacted so many different things it has impacted so many different things that I didn't expect it to mm -hmm. I love the part where like this is where I would be reacting right now and I'm observing myself not reacting to a thing and just like letting a thing happen it's real nice uh I eat less mm. I eat like 20 to 30 percent less mm -hmm. just because I don't like I feel myself being full and then I stop. The I have no desire for sugar. Not the same way at all. Yeah. I'm sleeping better. I'm smoking less weed. I am just, it's kind of impressive all of the things that it's doing. Mm -hmm. And also realizing uh, it's doing some things that maybe for most people it doesn't do. Which like, that's the face that 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 yeah. yeah See, tell me tell me more about that. The, so um, I grew up believing that my gods were talking to me, mm -hmm. and so I'm very 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 close to my gods. And then when I grew up and they disappeared, I was like, oh my god, I did all of those things. What? And so like when you get into the meditation, they're like, okay, you're looking for your higher power now. And I'm like, oh, bing, I 
I found it. Here yeah. it is. And but we have to go to story time, wait for the other kids to do the parables and do the thing. I'm like, oh, right. That's right. The other kids have to have story time. We're going to wait. Wait patiently. It's cool. It's going to be fine. Observe yourself waiting patiently. Observe myself waiting patiently. <laughs> like, um, and I can also, like, apparently being able to drop in immediately, uh, being able to sit still for 15 to 45 or, like, up to an hour is really easy for me, even wow. though I have, like, ADD. But, like, given a... Focus. Given a thing to focus on, like, mm -hmm. I was immediately able to start creating my own visualizations and like my three main ones are like if I'm my brain it just won't shut off uh I imagine that I am a rock in a stream and if I need the audio of the stream from the from the app I'll do mm -hmm. that it mm -hmm. helps and then like all those thoughts are like they go with the water everything just, just and I am the rock and all of the thoughts and all of the bullshit that just, just flows away with the water and I am the rock and I oh. just sit there for a while okay or if I'm like feeling like emotionally like I'm fucking angry right now, I am the fire and I'll have like a fi fire crackling soundtrack. Sound. Yeah. And it's just like, I am the fire. I am the fire. All the thoughts, all the whatever just burns off. Smoke. Everything excess just burns off. And what's really fun with the fire is sometimes I'll be like, I am the fire. And then I'll be like, I am smoldering ash. And like, let the fire go up and down my body of awareness. And just everything excess burns off I, and anything left is just ash and fertile soil for building whatever needs to happen next. That's amazing. And then the third one is um, I am a tree. Mm -hmm. And I just like that. It usually happens after the ash is like coming up in the fertile soil. Mm -hmm. Like you find a seed and maybe the seed was already there and germinating and maybe not. And then the seed grows and it becomes a tree. And then you get like roots down into the water. And da, 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 da. and that's when I started to realize, wow, this is like being on acid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, so, I'm not going to argue that point. <laughs> so apparently uh, that's unusual for folks getting started. Mm, yeah. So I just want to start with that part because when I start talking about the things that happened to me for meditation, it should be like a your mileage may vary yes kind of situation like my my experiences with meditation are nowhere near that uh intense um i do a lot of guided meditations mm -hmm. like i need i need a rabbit to mm -hmm. chase um for lack of a better descriptor like sure. i need that thing to pull me through and it's something like once there's something there a voice a tone a sound of anything i latch onto it and i'm like okay now I'm along for the ride, but just to sit in silence and focus on my breath takes work. I think I can do five minutes before. Mm. Yeah, like I can do that. And then like, uh, 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 I start to lose it. Um, so that was I'm, trippy when like my yeah. friend was like, you can just sit for 45 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, what? What do you mean? And like, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I, I, I'm not going to say I can't do that because I have not tried to do that. Mostly because the times I have just like sit, like I'm going to sit in silence. I just stop. I'm like, okay, fine. We're going to do something else now. My brain's doing something else now. Mm. And that has been an exercise for me. Like, oh, my brain is doing this thing now and not like, okay, judging, judging, letting go, letting go brain doing a thing okay gonna let it do its thing what do you want brain i ask a lot of questions yeah i feel like the, the like my pull is to be like okay don't become a monk don't 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 become a monk in a tower this is <laughs> real life is great you're gonna stay here it's yeah. fine no life is kind of awesome life is i just can't yeah i'm not gonna sit there and do the ivory tower something something that yeah. doesn't sound like any fun at all yeah, no, it's, it's really tempting to close yourself off away from the world and say, I have achieved this thing, this state of transcendence, and I will remove myself and study. Nah, that's some bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's very important for the folks who have to do it. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I can't. No. So, so meditation is my new new big. That's your go-to now. Oh God, it's so amazing for yeah. me right now. And again, Insight Timer has been really great. I've tried a couple of other apps, like I tried Headspace and I tried Calm, and like Insight Timer. For some reason, I just latched onto that one. Like, okay, that's my jam. They have pretty thoroughly gamified <coughs> meditation. Yeah. Which helps. Have. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, nice. it's a thing. It's just nice to like, it, you know, if it's motivating people, like that's great. So whatever works. Like, what well, find the negative in this. Mm -hmm. Well, it's gamifying meditation is, it should be an oxymoron. How? By giving you like positive and or negative reinforcement by with the stars mm -hmm. and the public community stuff mm -hmm. and like by by needing to lead you with carrots you're not you're less present with your true. desire for the carrot true i mean it's better than a stick <laughs> any day i'll take a carrot over a stick but still Sit like in silence or we will beat you i just be present or i will beat you yeah that doesn't seem like it would work as well that's a different scene i mean I, it's a totally different scene i would love i would you know be still get stars yes just <laughs> Ah, I will be so still for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, what, what other things? What other things for getting the brain fitness. in a happy We've been place. doing the fitness. Yeah, We've both that's gotten a really big into fitness. Yeah. I think we're going to keep doing that in the beginning of the show. Yeah. I like it. Being able to talk about the... No. beautiful the future oh yeah. it has a lot of notifications <laughs> <laughs> no like the fitness was really good one because it was something like it's a thing i'm doing and it was sort of me getting rooted in my body mm -hmm. after a lot of uh physical upheaval but i also found a lot of like mental soothing and calming that happened as a result of like lifting heavy objects and putting them back down again because it kind of took you or took me um, out of my head and brought me completely into my body. And it's like, oh, my, I was like, I, this is a hunger. This, like, I want to eat now. Like, oh, I am thirsty. This is a th like, I got very into my body mm -hmm. in ways that people don't inhabit their bodies quite as thoroughly when there are notifications and things and goals to chase and money to make and there's all that out there um so being in tune with my body kind of took me out of that chasing 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 and put me very solidly into the now like you know doing a turkish get up which is its own thing um but when you have in my case, a 30 pound weight over your head, you are very much in the now because you do not want to drop that sucker on your head. And if you do drop it on your head, then you're even more in the now. And then you're in the owl. <laughs> oh, that Hi, was far too, that was too amusing for me. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> I like the fitness for I like to fitness to the point of like crying and or maybe making myself throw up. Oh, see. Which is just like pushing so hard to see um, to see where my limits are truly. And also, it's really incredible to, uh, first of all, beat a previous thing that you've done. Yeah. But when I'm in that like high heart rate place mm -hmm. like that's the part where i panic and i like become mean and like okay bad things happen when like that my heart rate spikes like that and so it gives me practice in that spiked heart rate place and with practice i now don't get angry i'm able to okay. think um with an with an elevated heart rate 
better than I could before. Yeah, where it's not like, ah, where throw I don't the switch. Like, suddenly panic now that, ah, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. I'm losing my mind. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. That's been the, yeah. that's been the big, I love lifting weights, but the reason that like the, what is it? The high intensity interval training mm-hmm. what the kids are calling it these days. Um, getting my heart rate up like that has been so great for, uh, practicing my panic response. Okay. And so my panic response is not the same. I can like think mm-hmm. when the panic is happening, which is, <laughs> it's a form of presence. Whoa. Mindfulness. <laughs> like, Oh, this is a sensation. <laughs> And I am existing through it. I have not died. I felt I felt like I might have for a second, but I have not, in fact, died. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't lash out at anybody while I thought I was going to die. That's really all you can ask. Yeah. Sometimes it's the little things. So I, the fitness. Yeah. And the other main self-care tool that I have right now is uh, my applied kinesiologist. Because I have all of the food allergies. Hello. And so... <clears throat> Regulating, I just don't find any help out of Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Anytime I go to a doctor, I don't know how I manage to be like the edge case for everything, but it seems to be the case that I'm the edge case for all the things. So like I'm allergic to food and air, which is fine because there's water. You know, I say it in a funny way because then I don't feel so terrible, but it's not really that funny. And having an applied kinesiologist has allowed me to eat and I can even like gluten myself which used to Whoa. be like multiple days of, of, of being recovery miserable. yeah it doesn't anymore I'm like half a day of recovery and it's even like manageable recovery okay I think I might yeah. actually be more responsive to nightshades than gluten at this point whoa which is crazy right, to yeah. me I've I've glutened myself on accident several times mm-hmm. and it's been like not terrible and i think that is largely due to the care of my applied kinesiologist that is amazing but when you look up applied kinesiology on the internet it's like all the quackery reports you can you know like (laughs) no one no one wants to give any love to the applied kinesiology and i'm like dude whatever it works yeah i don't you can hate all you want I can eat right now and if I'm like considering get results. <clears throat> I'm considering for my birthday, like maybe I can have cake. <gasps> what? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> cake for my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I can do that. That would be like awesome. So those are like my three Your most things. important self care things that I do yeah. right now. The meditation, the exercise. Those are the two big ones for me. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to step like a little bit beyond that and say, like for those of you who are just joining us and for those of you that have listened before, you may notice that Rebecca and I are, are friends. We hang out in the same social cir- social circles. Oh, yeah. There, I got the words out. There. Um, but no, we're part of a community. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty weird community. And I say weird with all the love in my heart because y'all know I love All the love in my weird heart. Oh, yeah. You know, there's, there's clowns and there's carnival acts and carnies and barkers and people who do weird tricks and do weird logistics and craftsmen and woodworkers and electricians. And we all do various things together and make weird stuff. But we also are a community. Um and like we all we get together we have parties we have brunch we walk each other's dogs we watch each other's kids like we're we're here for each other Mm -hmm. um and we'll smack each other upside the head when necessary we'll call each other out we'll call drag each other in and say look you're fucking up um you know i'm thinking like we've been here in some form like for funerals weddings births like yeah um and i do think that being part of a community having people that you can set like even one or two people out of the larger community that you can kind of pinch them on the elbow and go hey come here i need i need help i need support i need a shoulder 
I need cookies, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I'm trying to think like is it's not necessarily that the community is self care, but knowing that you are part of one, mm-hmm. being a part of a greater whole. Yeah, you know whether that's your church home or mm-hmm. temple or you've created like we have our yeah carnival yeah you know i used to joke that i would run away and join the circus when i like still worked in corporate jobs and sure enough i i did in a way run away and join the circus and it's been one of the best damn things that's ever happened Mm -hmm. yeah we go we go camping with a few hundred of our best friends every summer (laughs) (laughs) and build improbable things it build improbable things like i i feel like the thing that i can say about the community is they are they're carny folk and what what people maybe don't understand about carny folk is that the carny folk are the people who build improbable things as acts of love yes whether that is a ferris wheel or a boat made of garbage you will build improbable things as an act of love yeah because that's the only that's, that's the way you show love yeah like i i built my trailer mm-hmm. as an act of love and i feed people out of it that's that, mm-hmm. i'm a feeder yes but <laughs> it's okay it's okay i, I know where you are yeah mm-hmm. but yeah so yeah i think being part of a greater whole is a very important element for self-care or self-maintenance mm-hmm. um, and i want to kind of touch on and i might rant about this at some other point in the future i reserve that right um it's our gear we can do whatever the fuck we want oh fuck yeah <laughs> the, the, um self-care as it exists now as a hashtag or whatever is very commodified it's very it's very much a retail solution go out and buy this thing and you will be indulging in self-care and i uh in working with clients, I'm very adamant about starting with the non-retail versions first. Like, a glass of water. That counts as self-care. It's not glamorous. and A breath. Yeah, a deep breath. Yeah. Like a good, you know, four in, seven out, just like hold for three, is a good form of self-care. And it's free. It's free. Um aside from the free things there are also the non-glamorous things like did you take your meds today um have you like have you paid your bills there are things that are necessary to lay the groundwork to exist in this world shitty though they may be and fucked up though the world may exist as Mm-hmm. but you still have to show up in the world as a functioning person or it helps. I'm not going to say you have to, cause sometimes you can't. And I acknowledge that as well, but laying the groundwork, doing the things that are not fun and not glamorous and are kind of a grind mm-hmm. to show up. Um, you know, you can't, can't take the bubble bath if the water gets shut off. No, no. that's, <laughs> There's no bath bombs yeah. if you have no water. Right. So there's that, that order of operations. Um, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that that order of operations is right because like clean water is one of those things that's very easy to take for granted. But in our world as it exists now, it's not guaranteed to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, like even if you do pay for it, which again is fucked up. All right, I'm I'm backing away from the abyss because I'm gonna like jump right off the edge there. It's okay. All right, it's okay. We have all season to get to that. Okay. All right. Yeah. But seriously, like self care, like hashtag self care, very much like a, oh do the things, and I like to think of it more as like um, operating instructions or self maintenance, like yeah, that sort of the basic baseline. maintenance basic functionality Mm -hmm. like what are the things what are your operating instructions yeah change the oil before you get the spoiler boom yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. so that's awesome yeah i feel like that could be our first second segment how are we oh there's no time we got a few more minutes if you want yeah i wanted to i really like the the community part that you were talking about, because mm-hmm. that's also super important. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> like m- the main part of our coming together is really through community. 
mm-hmm. our ability to do any of this is because we know each other through community yeah and like it's so important in business in general it's not about like who you know as it's like there's some you know amorphous <laughs> superhuman that there's, you need to know there's it's a like, man behind a green curtain with all of the secrets that you need you need to know that that one person no, yeah, no it's, it's like, like that anyone you know all the people around there's there's lots of people around you everywhere that you go and all of them have so much potential sorry they have so many there everybody has their own ideas their own thoughts like yes. their own fun thing to do in the backyard or whatever it is like having people to come to and be around um the thing that i think about a lot is the community also around fitness mm. and if you go around san francisco the fitness clubs for the various nationalities the like italian fitness club mm. over off of columbus like off the of north beach yeah and like that's a lot of how those communities stayed over the years over a hundred years in a crazy volatile market for for real estate yeah they've stayed because of you know when you go to those places that's who you meet to start your new business opportunity or to do your art project or go camping yeah whatever the case may be like you come Find to these places you come to these places and put yourself in a vulnerable state yeah and get to know one another yeah and and it, you know watch each other fail a couple times yeah come back from it you know like that vulnerability and connectedness to a group of people in a space that is sort of connected to your body in a way that is unique now you got me thinking about doing those daggone chin-ups because mm-hmm. i was like I've been working up to chin-ups, which are a bear. Um, and the other CrossFit folks, and there's like they would see me, and I would like get there and hang and go, eh. And then, and then like I jump up and like hang up there, and they're like, let yourself down, and I go, no. And like months of this, like round and round and round and round, till finally, uh, I finally got to the point where they had me get up there and stuck a rubber band under my feet and they're like, go for it. And I felt seen. It was um, because I was able to get up. Like it was one and it was ugly and there was lots of profanity and screaming, but everybody that watched me get up there week and day after day after day and just fail at it, they all started cheering for me it's like oh and then i got down and they were like you did it i was like i did it i did it i did the thing i did the thing and it felt better having them cheer for me because they saw how bad it was Mm -hmm. they were there they saw Mm -hmm. it and they were still like thinking i was cool i i had a similar (laughs) Uh, when I finally got up to the 20 inch box mm, from mm-hmm. the 12 inch box, just like, like you, you got this. I, yay. Yeah. Hell it was yeah. pretty cool. That, that like communal celebration part that happens. It's like, no, we see you. We mm-hmm. see you. Yeah. So community is so, so super important. And that's actually kind of the first segment. So when we do the show, we talk about what we've done in our self-care, yeah. what's going on with our family, and, and like then our immediate what's going on in our community. Our loved ones. Yeah. So that's our first segment. That's our home life. Yeah. Our self-care segment. Uh-huh. And we're going to come right back and talk about our business life. Yeah. That'll yeah. be a thing. Yes. And segment oh. two. Ah, on its own track. Yeah, we I are know. in the future. Look at that. That is it's so beautiful. so nice. Oh, for those of you at home that can't see what we've done, what I've done mostly. Yeah, no, this is your uh, equipment. I'm just looking at it and all. <laughs> I've finally gotten us off of the little Zoom unit, and now we are recording directly into the computer, which should hopefully help our work, our my the, the workflow. The workflow, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's happening. These fancy new microphones. Yeah, and a board. And a board. Yeah, so 
So the second segment, the biz the life, businesses, the businesses. Now we don't say we don't. It's just oh, it can God, be yeah. It's all good. We can give you the business. We're <laughs> going to give you the business. So hot things. I know you. I know you're a professional organizer. I know you got something for me about I, some yeah, Conmari. Yeah. I <laughs> the show premiered actually when Roy and I were uh, on a train mm. coming back. So I couldn't watch it we were on a trip like we were coming cross country right via i remember train. because traveling cross country via train your it's odds are full well it's beautiful but your odds of getting out of chicago are much higher in the winter oh oh yeah smart just saying that <laughs> aside from that things um, i never know because i'm from california yeah uh-huh. <laughs> but it premiered while we were on a train, so I'm getting all these messages like, "Hey, Courtney! Hey, Courtney! Hey!" Co-. I'm like, "What? What?" And it like I'm getting the messages as we get into uh, cell range, like signal range, and then like I can't. So it's sporadic. Yeah, I get these bursts of contact. <laughs> like, what is going on? And we get back, and everything. something important has happened in the world of organizing like what yeah no the kanmari show everybody's talking about the kanmari show would you believe i still haven't watched it yet it's on my list of things to get done i can't even get through a single episode but i have i have a lot of other things that i have to get done so like i haven't been able to sit down and watch it it is on my list though it's it mm-hmm. is going to get watched um but it has been fascinating to uh watch the conversation around the person and her methods play out in the public sphere um, because just Marie Kondo has been around for a minute. She's um, oh yeah yeah. Um, her book is the life changing magic of tidying up, and it's been a bestseller like for years, years ago. And yeah. um, like she's a member. I'm trying to remember if she's a member of ICD or not. Uh, ICD is the Institute for Challenging Disorganization. Just saying, um, but. Like, her book has been part of my professional world right. for years. So it's kind of disorienting to see this conversation come up in pop culture now, because I'm like... Like it exploded. It's on TV. Now it's real. Now it's real. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, where you been? <laughs> There's this Welcome. Book. Welcome to the party. I mean, I hang out with the librarians, so I, I, I hear so, yeah. this conversation a lot. Yeah. But then the other part is that I have, like, it's interesting to watch a pop culture phenomena unfold that I actually have a straight up professional opinion on. It's like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mm, that thing, mm, mm-hmm. that, and mm, <laughs> how do I approach this? <laughs> because now, there's like, like a schoolmarmness about your face like, right there. You're just like, mm, mm, I got a ruler somewhere. I, I do, I do have a ruler somewhere. But there's there's the conversation that I have with a client or with people who are curious about the world of organizing or different approaches or different systems. And then there's the conversation that happens as it unfolds in culture. And those are two different things. Um, so like, I, I do have a legit professional opinion, which it, when the book came out was, uh, I appreciated the book. I was also very aware that the book was a translation that was not written for a Western audience. That was not the primary thing. It was written in Japanese for a Japanese audience, which has a different socio-political layout than the US and a different theological underpinning than the US. Um, And there are a lot of things that are addressed in the book that I understand on like just professionally. Oh, she's talking about you know doubling, or she's talking about. Tell these... me, can you give an example of that? Ah, if I had the book, yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to think right off the top of my head. Do I have a concrete example of that? And I'm like not really sure. Okay. Um, but well, thanking things. I don't know, like animism. She, like Marie Kondo was a Shinto temple caretaker. If I'm like, I'm like remembering. I did not read the book. The I have not watched head. the show. Um, so there's 
the th the animism, the thinking of objects. This mm -hmm. isn't just a trite sort of oh, thank you. I'm letting this thing go. I thank you. It's not you. just a cute the, thing that they no. do in their anime where no, no, everything no. has a face. No, no, no. The shit's real. Okay. Like. The, <laughs> it's like Beauty and the Beast in their house all the time. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Okay. But there, there's more there. Okay. But, but the, just trying to just. But yeah. There's a lot of and again that's nuance right that Fucking nuance yeah i mean they i love you i am really time. attached emotionally to my things mm -hmm. so i could totally be like into thanking thank you for the stories thank you, thank for, you, the you stories. for the games but yeah that the animism that animates a lot of things is there that a lot of people are like oh that's cute it's like that's not just cute that's, there's a lot of that there's a lot to that to them yeah there's it, it goes a little bit deeper than that um I'm trying to think of like other concepts that would be a good example, and I'm just again like stuck. Um, okay. But, but, um, oh, where the fuck was words? This is something that happens with me. Sometimes I get too many words out at once, and I need to back up a little bit. So you were at concepts that are difficult to translate for the Western audience, I think, and I wanted you to give me an example, mm. and you could not, like, but that's uh, okay. So that's where you were when I interrupted you. But there's a, I mean, the example I have is another book that's another translation, but it's a translation from a Swedish book. Okay. But a lot of the sociopolitical and uh, theological underpinnings of that society match much more closely. They track much more to Prairie Home Companion. Mm. So when you read the book, even though it's a translation, you read it and you're like, oh yeah, this is a lady who's from Whitlake Wobegon, like this, that sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. um, and the approach it's much less absolutist it's much more like appreciating various people well yeah appreciating various people's uh, modalities different people learn in different ways different people move through the world in different ways so this is a different book about organizing that is swedish that is correct okay but jumping back to the konmari book um yeah <laughs> attention squirrel but jumping back to the konmari book um there's not much in the way of acknowledging different people's modalities so modalities again like the way that you learn best there's like phys kinesthetic auditory um speaking hearing seeing it's so there's just no customization really. no that oh it's like this is the thing that you do because we are all one we operate as a unit which is it's a way to do it yeah and that is a way to do it but takes all kinds of make a world. You got to meet mm -hmm. people wherever they are. And sometimes that is someplace way over there. So mm -hmm. saying this is the way things are done. It's like, eh, all right, let, let's see who we're working with. Um, like I could, and that's sort of a quick, dirty and messy layout of what's been going on in my head and over time and amongst other organizers that I've talked with that have been like wow all right so that's a thing I'm very or I'm but, very annoyed with it because the timing is such that uh we were emptying our house of stuff <laughs> and because everybody else is also emptying their house of stuff like Suddenly. now the secondary market on everything is jacked yes just and by I jacked have... I mean it's a buyer's market so uh -huh. if you're the if you're in the market for buying everybody else's bullshit well it's there's there. plenty of bullshit for you right now yeah and that is something that i've been dealing with with clients it's been uh ramping up over the past year where mm -hmm. it's been harder and harder to get rid of things because all the various venues and places where you would go to get rid of and redistribute goods is just they're like we're full they're at capacity yeah we are full um the thing that I work with, with trying to uh, get across to people is they're like, oh, I can't donate it, but I don't want to put it in the landfill, so I'll just hang on to it. And I'm like, if you're holding on to it because you don't want to put it in the landfill, you are making your home the de facto landfill. Mm -mm, don't do that. Like You need to take better care of yourself and think more of yourself and your home. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Is it the thing to do? Well, yes. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, a lot of stuff went to, uh, yeah, so much stuff has gone to landfill. And yeah. it's just like, nope, we got to let go, got to let go. It's hard. Yeah. No, that is uh. that is a difficult thing. But the other part of the whole Kanmari thing is that uh, my job when working with people who are getting rid of things, 
um, a lot of it is shutting up and listening. And because there is a societal level, like this, a large conversation that's happening in the public eye with people with various opinions and whatnot, um, I have been doing a lot of holding my tongue and just kind of listening like, all right, how, how is the public digesting this? What sort of social impact is this leaving? Because I think with the show, it is going to have some sort of impact. Um, I mean, we're already seeing it with the glut of, you know, having the secondary yeah. market choked up. So that, that in and of itself is going to change the dynamic of a lot of how we do our work or I do my work. Mm -hmm. um, so I need to listen. I need to listen to what people are saying and I need to observe how this is playing out in the public sphere. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I consider that my duty. Like right. I, I can have an opinion, but like, no, I really need to like watch this because right. the well, ground is moving. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like the it's like the difference between, yes, the puck right now is here. Mm -hmm. But by watching the conversation, you can get a sense of where the puck is going. That's yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. All right. I'm feeling it. Yeah. So, so the thing, the thing that I want to bring up that I heard about recently that just sort of blew my mind as far <sighs> as business. Yeah. And it's a thing that I've been thinking about for a long time anyway, with the, you know, doing the media and the videos and the recording and all this stuff. It's just like, attention is money. Yes. And like the reason that I went ahead and got my drone license before I sh put up anything on YouTube with any drone video is because I feel like you're going to do the same stupid things for attention that you would do for money. That's really the reason that they have rules in the, the Federal Aviation Administration has rules that you have to have a drone license to do any commercial drone work. Mm. If you're okay, putting your right. videos on YouTube, I'm sorry, bro, you're commercial now. <laughs> that's a commercial platform. And I know that most of our uh, institutions have not caught up to the reality of the, the commodification of attention. But you're like I said, you're going to do the same stupid things for attention that you would for money, mm. for short-term attention and for short-term dollar gains. You will make stupid, stupid decisions that aren't safe because it gets a lot of attention. Ching, like, and you get those likes, you get those views. Those equate to actual physical dollars now. Mm -hmm. because of the way that we've done this thing with the internet, which is great, mostly great. To a, yeah, to a certain extent. But a lot of people are making these micro decisions about what they can do for the short-term gain without really thinking about the long-term impact or the macro of what is happening. Mm. And, and just to, it's so important for me to shift that mental to focus on the outcome because it does matter and to realize that attention is important and watch out for the people making dumb decisions. We're going to start regulating on this. The people that are in front of everybody else, like you could lead people straight off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't need to be super smart to put all this stuff together. You don't even need a lot of dollars, honestly. It's this impressive. Easy. I, it's impressive what I can set up with the very few dollars that I put together. I mean, the this, fact that we got this far, just like seat of our pants, is. It's like this rig would have been twenty thousand dollars for me to make this happen for us five, ten years ago. Oh my god. Ten years ago, five years ago, I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was having children. It's fine. That's what was <laughs> happening. more important at kids, that moment kids um but i feel like we're shifting our way of thinking about things in the way we're focused on attention and the way we're focused on the long-term impact of things um the attention thing that i wanted to get into was this concept called apcr which is average phone check rate yes and i heard this on a ben smith podcast i will link to that and what he talked about was like the way we gauge attention for our media currently is with like Nielsen ratings. And if you're signed in, you're counted 
I say in quotes, in you're quotes. counted because you're signed in by virtue of signing in. But we know in the world of reality that we sign out, I say again in quotes, we check out attention wise all the time. Yeah. Courtney's got her phone on her on lap, my lap right, right now. now. Yeah. I got my little space watch. Yeah. It can ping me whenever <laughs> anything happens. Our attention is split all over the place. And what Ben Smith was talking about was how much power there is in the ability to hold someone's attention and they don't check their device. Yes. So he was talking about a show where he got to the end of the show and realized he didn't look at his phone once. Mm-hmm. And that's where Netflix is going to win because everybody else is counting those views from the sign in and not understanding like, like not understanding that when you watch TV on cable, they still get those views, but they're making their money on the commercials that no one watches. No one watches Nobody those commercials with that. They turn on their phone. The second the story stops. Hmm. As soon as the advertisers realize that they're totally not getting to the, they're not getting to the audience at all, we've checked out. You know what this makes me think of? Remember, I'm going to talk about some Carney stuff. Please do. Remember when we put on All World's Fair? Oh God, that was so good. Yes. Remember what we did for everyone coming into All World's Fair? You had to put your phone. You had to put your phone in an envelope and we stamped it. Yeah. It was part of the game, and I say game in quotes. It was part of the world building that we did in order to put people in the headspace to even get into the building. And there was so much resistance on the outside. Oh, God. And, but we had people selling it and making it a thing to the mm -hmm. point where it became comedic. And the audience was like, okay, yeah. And, and then you become the joke. They, when you pull your phone out, now you're the joke. Yeah. But the thing that we found fascinating, like working the show and everything, everybody, I think everybody went along with it. Like maybe one or two people over the course of, I don't know how many runs, over two nights. There's hundreds of people that went through this show. Pulled the phones out. But after the show was over, after the evening was over, and we were all kind of unwinding upstairs, we would step out onto the stairs of the Mint, where the venue where it was held, and the stairs were covered in envelopes because the second people stepped out of the world that we created, the first thing they did was tear into their phones. That's <laughs> the envelopes funny. were flying. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was like a trash Dee! container there. You definitely yeah, take we care should. Of that yeah, we should have thought about time. that. We didn't think about yeah. that. Though. We weren't sure they were going to go along with the putting their phones away. Mm -hmm. but we're that, so addicted to that but i think that changed the dynamic of the event that was held so just the concept of like where is your attention at mm. in reality we have all these like smoke and mirrors right now with the way that you know again our our economy is just sort of bloated with these companies that believe they know what they're doing, but it's like an emperor's got no clothes. Nobody no one's knows. watching your show. No one's watching your ad unless you're in the Super Bowl, you know. And, and even then, you can go then to YouTube go if you want. But people go and watch it. the ad specifically. Nobody like if you somebody know? cares about the Super Bowl ads, they're gonna look up the ads. Mm -hmm. So uh. the way that we're getting people's attention is shifting, mm. and there's just so much bloat in the market. People thinking they know that they have people's attention and it's so important to them they're gonna you know try and engage in protectionism and what i love is uh gary v talks about being on defense either you're on offense or you're on defense and if if you're on offense you're on the leading edge of whatever is happening when you're on defense you're fighting to keep what you have mm -hmm. And that's what that protectionism is. It's that fighting to keep what you have. Like you gotta be, you know what, attrition's a bitch, man. You gotta be ready for that. It just yeah. happens. Just think of it as pruning weeds. It's okay. Yeah, you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready to, to roll with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, I loved bringing that up and I wanted to bring that up to the audience. Also, yes, yeah. your life force is the number one commodity sold in an attention economy, which means it's a marketplace that naturally favors vampires. Yes. And this is, uh, can I? Yeah, go ahead and uh, quote it. Matt Pierce, 
uh, is this uh, Twitter? He, yeah. Yeah. Matt on Pierce Twitter. on Twitter. Like that is so important that if you're not being thoughtful about what you're doing and what you're seeking from people, you will turn yourself into a vampire. Mm. And I feel like that's one of the things that happened with uh, Jake Paul or whatever that kid was. He got in a lot of trouble because he did his daily vlog for like over a year or something. And mm -hmm. then he went to Japan to the suicide forest. No. Oh, yeah. that kid. Yeah, that kid. Ugh. Like that's the direction that you go to if you don't take a moment and make sure that you're moving with intention and you're not just getting attention for the sake of attention. If you're not being a vampire. Don't be a vampire. Your body's going to tell you when it's fucked up. Listen. Listen to your body. Your body is so wise. <laughs> Listen spend, to gut. We spend so much time ignoring it in Western society. Listen to gut. Gut does not have any pride. Mm -mm. Gut does not have ego. Gut just wants to make it home to the people it loves oh, at the end of the day. Oh, 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 I love gut. Gut, gut is Good job, out for gut. Me. Good job, gut. Oh, so oh. where are we at? <laughs> oh, I'm so old. We We're going to have to get glasses. a magnifying glass on that shit to see what time it is. <laughs> no shame in that. None. None no. at all. Okay, but I want to restart that, and then I'm going to do my little rant of festo. I want to close with the, just what we are doing. What we are I doing. I got in. Oh, I'm going to start it in just a second. Hold on. I want to get into, I want to just close out with a little bit of a, I, I know I grew up like listening to God in my head. So I get a little sermony and my friend mm. begged me not to open with this. So I'm going to close uh, with it instead. I, can I, can I cut? Like I've, I've listened to, to the original. Yes. Yes. And it was amazing. <laughs> when I knew, glorious. I knew we had to change the name and I knew we had it right when I was like, Oh God, I have this idea, but I have to get in the shower. And now what am I going to do? And so I set up a recording device. In, in the, the shower. shower. So I hear the shower start. I get an email with just this MP3 file and I hear a shower start and I'm like, what? And then this And I preface it. I sent, I, sent an, <laughs> I sent a text message that said I sent you a weird email. I, like, like there's just no context. And just, I, mean, I, I, I am down with the surreal. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with this. I don't know where this is going. And it was amazing. It was amazing. So like, I, so. Yeah. I share this letter. So write. hello, gentle folk of the internet. <laughs> my name is Rebecca Oliveira. Welcome to my party. My party <laughs> being varying distances outward from my heart into the universe. And I want to talk about the kindness economy and what it means. And my personal kindness economy is that distance from my heart outward. And what I'm here to teach us about today and is how everyone, if we prioritize that self-love and kindness and moving it outward, we can maybe even save ourselves. So the kindness economy is about calculating more than dollar output for any given situation. We have seriously overcorrected. We, we re really commodified the fuck out of everything. Yeah. I don't know what we, we thought we were fixing commodifying the fuck out of everything, but we are good. We can dial that back. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the kindness economy is calculating the impact of love. And to calculate the impact of love, one must start with the self. One must take the time to get to know and love oneself deeply and completely, all of the worst and best parts of ourselves, and this especially is, our worst parts. This is the part where I paused the recording and hollered. <laughs> <laughs> to love those parts and understand where they came from and why. Why insecurity led you to make choices your body told you were wrong. How caring about what everybody else thinks instead of knowing your inner truth can lead you to do terrible, terrible things. So that is why I start with my heart. I must take care of myself. First, I must absolutely make sure that I am solid. If I try to help someone else and I fucking falter, I'm not helping anybody. Two people are messed up. This is not a good thing. So I start with my heart, I work outward, and I make sure that then my home and my family is okay. When I say family, I mean my chosen family. Mm -hmm. That no one is guaranteed time. My love is unconditional. My love is absolute. My time is highly conditional. And I cannot give my time to people that will only use it to tear me down. And that doesn't mean not showing up for hard conversations. That means that there's people 
And for me, that's a lot of my family, unfortunately, that are just so habitually negative, they can't make any sense of when somebody's positive. It just doesn't make sense. And they have to tear it down. They have to have something to say. Just, I make sure my house is clear of all those people. I build my family and my community around people that build me up and inspire me and make me better. Like, like Courtney. Like us. Yeah. So when your house is in order, then you do business. And then you think about things geopolitically. Because after your community, it just goes straight to geopolitically because borders are bullshit. You have to understand the impact of communities, even within whatever border you think is super important. Where am I at? Oh. <laughs> Words. Oh, God, I know, right? Yeah, but no, like, and all of this is happening with the shower running. I know, and I hear right? Splashing, <laughs> and I, I'm listening. There's no them. edits to that too either. Yeah, <laughs> no, and my mouth is hanging open. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, yes, but what? <laughs> so when your house is in order, then you can start to get into your community and taking care of volunteering or imagining social justice and contributing to systems that correct for. The impact of colonialism, like we still haven't looked at that or dealt with that. We got to get away from feeling like everything needs to be commodified because there's so much art and love and beauty in our neighborhoods that just can't be commodified. We absolutely have to leave space for that. In, your, in our business, there must always be space for art and love and community and neighborhoods. Mm. And then geopolitically, you got to make sure we're this free market that we have is garbage. It is all protectionism. It is a bunch of externalities. And for people that don't understand the economic word externality, what that means is you put a flag on it. It's yours. And it doesn't matter the impact later. The impact later is calculated as an externality. That's not a part of your paying business. Somebody else pays that cost. So a great example is smog. Somebody else pays the cost of your car polluting. Or, I mean, honestly, the best one is McDonald's. McDonald's entire business model is based on externalities. They have pastured forest land. The cost of the quality of air is going to get paid for by everybody. To bring down the cost of the cattle so that they can have cheap beef and then selling you cheap beef that's gonna give you heart disease later. So the cost of that heart disease they don't have to pay for. They have the cheapest possible labor costs that they can eat, they, whatever they can do to keep their labor costs down, they absolutely do. Yay, profit. All for profit. So the cost of the environment for their stripping the land for their cows, the cost to their employees that live below the level of poverty and have to live on public assistance, and even their customers and their future health problems, none of them, none of these things are things that McDonald's has to pay for. All of those things are externalities that the public pays for as a cost of doing business with, with by allowing McDonald's to exist, by allowing companies like Walmart where a significant percentage of their employees have to subsist on public assistance, the cost of that public assistance is an externality that I believe Walmart should have to pay. To do business, you need to be able to pay for the cost of doing business. And no one currently pays for the cost of doing business. Everybody's business is based on externalities. Even the like gig economy, <laughs> even the gig economy is externalizing the cost of labor onto the individual employee. Uber has thoroughly, like the like Uber, Airbnb, all these companies have externalized the cost of everything in their overhead to individuals. And sure, they've created a lot of small businesses and a lot of people have created financial independence for themselves, but where does that end up? Because you get fewer and fewer people capable of doing that because of efficiencies and we're not going back in time. So we really need to universal basic income, people. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yeah, really. 
I love universal basic income. It's like, it's so important. And I feel like once we understand that the way we do business necessitates universal basic income, now we're talking about the kindness economy. Everyone should want to know what it costs to do business. And if you are so insecure in your heart, if you're so insecure with whatever the thing is you think you need, you don't know yourself well enough, you got to posture in front of all your whoever the fuck you give a fuck about more than yourself, you're going to make terrible decisions, short-sighted decisions, and you're ripping everyone else off. And so that's why I want to do this. That's why I, why I brought us here. And that's what I want us to be focused on here in this conversation. So we're going to be talking about us doing business, working from our heart outward in this way. And that to me is the kindness economy. That to me is what we're doing here today. I'm trying to not strip mine humanity. And I miss you. Oh, I yeah. miss you listeners. I miss you, Courtney. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to doing this. So uh, I also want to say, be kind. Be kind. Yes. And I hope to see you in the future. Be take care of excellent. Take the take. Yeah, there yeah. it is. And I want you to say the be kind, motherfuckers. That's important to me. Well, I mean, because that is my line. That I mean. is your line. So, I want you to take excellent care of yourself and the people in the world around you. Be kind, motherfuckers. I hope to see you in the future. That's our show. Yeah. Does it feel good. Season two, episode one. Oh. So good. Y'all are so wonderful. Okay. Abstract. Oh, I guess I didn't make it to that first message.